Yo, welcome back to Remote Players Nerdcast, episode 26. It's me, Phoenix, back with Ben. What's up? Hey, Phoenix. Ben. How's it going? <laughs> Good, episode man. 26 or the Phantom episode 27? Yeah. <laughs> we should start calling them <laughs> Phantom episodes. I know, right? Especially <laughs> especially with the whole uh, Lego Star Wars thing, and that's the first, first movie that you have to play oh, through. Oh, shit. Yeah, we'll get to that um anyways we've well, yeah. it's been uh it's been like what three weeks something like that since we recorded so what have you been up to dude it didn't even feel that long it feels like it was maybe last week i don't know but uh you know i, I traveled here in my home state of oklahoma and for work and it was nice like uh i've never been on this lake which is weird because it's like an hour late an hour away um, but I had kind of an epiphany when I was on the lake for a week, um, taking pictures of guys fishing, um, like, dude, like a lake, like it's going to sound hella sci-fi, but a lake wow. is kind of like a portal to another world as far as like wealth and just access. Like, dude, there's so, like, there's so much stuff that you can't see because we don't have like not everyone has a boat. Everyone usually kind of has a car or knows somebody with a car, you know what I'm saying? But not everyone has a boat. And so when you, like, I've lived this close to this lake and I've never been on this lake. And it's like, what the fuck? This is so wild to me. I've lived here my whole life. I'm like 36. Um, and this lake has a bunch of wealth on it. And I don't know, it just kind of makes you realize like, dude, people have been enjoying this lake and I've been right here. Um, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, to, I don't know the weird mind thing behind it, but I was like, this is kind of like a portal, like, you know, it's like a whole another world, but it's like right here next to me that I just haven't had access to because I don't have a boat. That's like literally the reason, like I don't have a boat to just kick around randomly one day. <clears throat> what? Well, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's like that uh, weird of a, of a thought process because, like, I live in, you know, like in Baltimore city, not far away from like the Chesapeake Bay, which is like a huge boating area. And like, I I'm 38 and I've been on a boat once in my entire life. And it was over 10 years ago, like probably more like 15 years or something like that. And it's like, again, like your wealth bracket definitely is going to like determine whether you experience stuff like that. I mean, you, your job obviously also gives you the opportunity, but like, I've never seen i've never been on a lake in a boat ever so you know like yeah. i totally see what you're saying and that's that's what i'm saying it's like how much and how how much of like the world that is right there like people are missing out on because of that access and i'm you know you can always find a friend with a boat or something like that but it's still not really easy like you gotta have a friend that kind of like boats are not cheap dude now that i'm in this world they're like expensive and the insurance on them, you know, like just the maintenance to run them and the gas to fill them up. It's like not a cheap thing you can just get into. So I don't know. I just was thinking about that a lot. Um, so my dumb ass, I've been thinking about buying a fishing kayak for the longest time. And now I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. I want to make the move, dude. Like just make the move to like look into a fishing kayak and, you know, with taxes coming up, it kind of feels like an excuse to, like, use some of that to be like, well, let's just see what we can get together, like a used, really nice fishing kayak. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, get my ass out of the house more instead of sitting here and being like, 
you know, holding a fucking switch light. <laughs> here on I like that. Like here we are in the beginning of episode twenty six of our gaming podcast of Phoenix. Like I'm gonna do stuff that 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 like no more video gaming. I'm gonna get out into the world and actually see things and do things. I like that because I don't get out and do anything like that. Like the driving is the closest I go. You know, like I, I'm going to Washington State the end of this month, hopefully. Uh, like I booked a flight, but it's on an airline that currently is <laughs> their pilots are striking. Um, Saw that, dude. It's not good. Like I booked, so I booked this flight. Like my childhood best friend is in the Navy. He lives in Washington, and for like ten years, his son has been like, I, you know, like his kids are. They uh, they really like me because we've hung out, but they also really like me because I'm their dad's like childhood best friend. So that I guess that's meaningful to them. Right. And, you know, this kid every year, he's like, Ben should come out. So, like, it's his 13th birthday and I fly in the day before his birthday and he doesn't know that I'm coming. Um, oh, that's cool. But, like, we booked the flight. It was like, um, like, originally it was like 341 bucks round trip on Alaskan Airlines nonstop. And then, like, when I clicked, like, to purchase the ticket, like, Google Flights, which is something I've never used before, uh, was like, uh, you like it ended up being $187. Like I was committing to 341 when I clicked submit. And in that moment, they were like, Alaska airlines has found a cheaper flight. You saved $154, which, you know, That's 187 amazing. bucks to, yeah. Right. To, to fly a cross country round trip. And then the next day, the next day, my mother <laughs> was, you know, I happened to, I was giving my parents like my travel itinerary. My mom was like, did you know that Alaskan Airlines is striking right now? And I was like, yeah, of course they are. Why wouldn't they be like, yeah, naturally. You got, so a, I, I you got little, a great deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. At least I don't have to worry about how much money I might be out because A, my buddy paid for the flight and B, like it's, it's at least it's like less than 200 bucks. Um, right. But you know that like flying that's the closest that i and it's obviously not comparative at all to being out on a boat in, in a lake or anything or even a kayak but like i don't have those life experiences at all yeah i mean me i mean either really like i, I just been kind of like i dude honestly though i've wanted a kayak even before the fishing thing i just always wanted one because you know it just i had some friends before back in the day uh that were cool and they were like always into kayaks and stuff like i never actually owned one because i always had a shit little uh, honda civic and i just couldn't you can't move shit with that kind of car you know you can i know you can but like it's not great for it you know um so you know as we build our life and as we go through bullshit to finally get to like one normal thing we're like oh now we can actually put a kayak on top of this so that's where we're at Hmm. <laughs> when's your next travel uh, like what do you, what 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 what's your uh, like where where is your next destination so this this year um i think my company has been trying to keep us driving distance for the most part which probably saves a bunch of money um but um we go to texas next again but another lake in you know, like these lakes around here are just like they prepared them for bass fishing, so they're really good, and they have really big fish in them, which is, you know, what people want to see. <clears throat> so, we're going to Tyler, Texas, which is uh, 
mostly a small town, I'm sure, but you know, it's it's a place in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time Phoenix travels somewhere, unless it's been like in the Midwest or like up the upper United States, I get these messages where he's like, "Dude, this is this is Texas." Like, I get there's a there's a Confederate flag in the window of this convenience store I'm in right now. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Text me when you get to the car. <laughs> like, that's yeah, not, that's not something you want to hear at all. <laughs> I, I've never been to Texas. It's not really a destination spot for me, but. But, um, yeah, you, you traveled to some strange places that I have no experience with whatsoever. Yeah, we're, we're going to, later in the year, though, we're going to, whenever it's hot as shit down here, we're going to uh, Finger Lakes in New York, which is really up, up New York, like near the border almost, of like Canada, kind of, almost. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to... Where else? What the fuck? Oh, it's uh, Minnesota, which is kind of interesting. I've been there once before, but it was uh, not great for fishing then. So it'd be interesting to go back there, like in like I think it's August or something. So I don't know. It, it'd be great to like go to a place that has normal climate and not like ass fucking whole climate like we get in the south. <laughs> 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 what a charming <laughs> phrase i like it ass fucking hole <laughs> good stuff Dude, we, we're bringing we are we are bringing the charm and class to the podcasting yeah. industry right now <laughs> and uh i guess my little last bit of you know my little update uh i'm not going to talk about it long but um i am a friend of mine whitney slash co-worker she brought over because i need more games to play she brought over world ends with you for ds and yeah. legends of zelda link's awakening what is this is it, is it a remaster or just i guess it just called it's link's remastered. awakening it's remastered it's totally remastered yeah, yeah i i i bought that and played it like it's completely remastered it looks great it plays great it's a quick game like 15 hours 20 hours something like that obviously like uh well people that listen to the podcast might know this but phoenix knows this for sure like uh ben does not enjoy puzzles in his fucking video games and uh so like zelda zelda games are really a mixed bag for me because i love all the zelda games and i loved Link's awakening and it's like you know even the puzzles like i didn't mind but it's great like you'll love it and you'll be able to you'll be able to knock it out in like a couple days i'm excited i it's been a while since I've played a straight up just normal Zelda game. You know, before it was Breath of the Wild, and after that, I didn't feel like going back into a, a Zelda. So now I'm like, oh, this is great to like check out the new uh, art style and you know play like a normal basic Zelda. And like fun fact, I don't think I ever beat this one. I had it as a kid. I still have it as a on the, as an adult. I still have the cart. I've never finished this Same. game, so I'm excited Same. to go back beat that game until uh until i bought the D- the uh switch version the, my only complaint about it if it's going to be a complaint and this is something that you and i both have agreed on about this type of stuff is that like 60 bucks is too high of a price tag for it i don't care if it's zelda i don't care if it's a remaster i don't care if it's a switch game it's still 15 hours and it is a remaster of an old game and i would have way preferred it been like 40 but i mean it is what it is you know nintendo's making money hand over fist so they don't care yeah, I agree. Like, I, I, I see what it is. It looks great, but it could it could have been a 49 or I, I know that's still kind of high, but like 
49 is like, I get it, I guess. Something, something cheaper than like a new release, like first party or, or, you know, even third party. Uh, and I'm also like, uh, glad, um, it, you sent me a picture the other day of the games that you're borrowing. And like, I was not aware until you sent the picture that you were playing world ends with you on DS, which I think is the best way to play that game. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I played it and beat it on DS back when it came out and I, I own the switch version played the switch version and beat that and also played and beat the neo the the sequel but like the best way to play is still like on ds no doubt yeah i wanted to play the straight up old school ds like i even you know i didn't even play it on my 3ds because i don't know something about that i just like i want to play the ds on the original ds for whatever uh like reason purist i guess (laughs) i agree Mm -hmm. So I guess we got to get into this WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, breakdown uh, for, for all of our wrestling fans, and we'll go. I'll hit it light because WrestleMania now uh, is for, over the last three years has been like over two nights instead of one, and uh, so you get like you basically get two WrestleManias. Like it's two full cards. Um, not going to go like match by match or anything like that. I think it's worth mentioning a couple things just because it was so many cool things. Like uh, the Hall of Fame was on Friday night. They inducted the Undertaker. Um, and uh, oh, cool. he came, dude, he came out in the ring in front of a huge crowd with four of his previous outfits on mannequins standing behind him, like kind of spanning his career. And he did it a, like a 50 minute speech. Uh, not as the Undertaker, but like as Mark Calloway, like the the actual person. Right. Um, and it was amazing. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you're a wrestling fan, it's definitely worth going out of your way to see. And if you're listening to this podcast, and you're not a wrestling fan. I am not going to talk about wrestling for too long. So just bear with us. Um, <laughs> so Hall of Fame was great. Like they inducted the inductee class was uh uh, Queen Charmel, which is Booker T's wife, um, the Steiner brothers and Vader, along with the Undertaker. So good, good induction class. So WrestleMania, I don't know how much you caught of this, but um, night one was pretty great. Uh, I think the two biggest notable things that happened were. Um, so I don't, I know you don't like follow wrestling that hard, but there's like a. If you have you heard of uh, AEW, like the competition? No, like you know, I love it. I still love, like I remember it fondly back in the day. But like when college hit, I just got out of it and I haven't followed it. And you know, there's no real reason why I don't dislike it at all. I just lost it. So, just lost, you know, I lost contact with the story, I guess. And now I'm like, a lot, I have no and idea. a lot of people do. Yeah. Right. Oh, and so. In 2019, uh, there's a dude that that wrestled for the WWE named Cody Rhodes. He's the American Dream Dusty Rhodes' son. Him, uh, a tag team called the Young Bucks, and a wrestler named Kenny Omega. They basically went into business with a multi-billionaire named Tony Khan. His family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they created a company called All Elite Wrestling. So uh, the only reason I'm telling that story is because Cody... Uh, left AEW about a month and a half ago, and he came in as a surprise wrestler on Saturday night's WrestleMania. So he returned to like a huge fanfare, really great entrance, best match of the weekend with a dude named Seth Rollins. 
Uh, and then like the absolute biggest thing that happened over the weekend, uh, but especially on Saturday is there was a talk show segment with a wrestler named Kevin Owens and his special guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh, it it turned into a legit referee sanctioned wrestling match. Um, oh, Stone that, Cold. That was Stone amazing. Cold, First match in 19 years after his WrestleMania 19 match against uh, The Rock. Um, dude, it was like uh, it was like the most stone cold match that you could have imagined. Like they brought yeah, it all, was all through the crowd and up on the stage. Like, you know, Austin's very legacy uh, minded. So he didn't want to, like, come out and embarrass himself. And they probably went. 11 or 12 minutes of just like straight brawling uh, that ended with uh, Stone Cold Stunner and then a whole bunch of beers being drank. Um, just, I mean, if you're someone our age, I think like everybody in the world knew who Stone Cold was, whether you were a wrestling fan or not. Mm -hmm. Like he was just like, he was the man, you know, like, I, I mean, there were other, like The Rock was the man, but like Stone Cold was the one that like changed everything. Um, so like I idolized Stone Cold back when I was like preteen and a teenager. So like for me, I watched that match and just felt like I was, you know, 15 years old again. Um, so, real quick. When, when yeah. I saw the first, I think I saw some highlights and I saw that and I was like, huh, why are they showing old shit? And then uh -huh. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. It was, that's why um, I was like, I got to watch this. And I, I went back and watched it. And it was, yeah, it's amazing. It was awesome. It was, I mean, it was, and, and, and you know, the, the thing about it was he, he didn't embarrass himself. I mean, he's 57 years old, you know, like yeah. he easily, he easily could have gone out and looked old and looked bad and, you know, credit to Kevin Owens. Like he's an amazing performer also, but they just like, they went out there and they had like, the, the the best stone cold match that you could have imagined with bearing in mind that he's 57. Right. Um, so night two, uh, I think the notable things, uh, we got a, uh, a jackass style match with Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville, which involved like all sorts of fuckery, um, including like <laughs> we man coming in the ring and bodies full on body slamming Sami Zayn, who's probably a legit 215 pounds. Like, picked him up, <laughs> rotated him, and slammed him. It was great. Um, it, it's the type of thing where, like, there's going to be a lot of old-school fans that would watch that and hate it, but I loved it. Like, as a Jackass fan, I loved it, but also, like, it was it was well done. You know, like, it was fun and, and funny. Um, so that was cool to see. Um, they did a match between a former NFL player named Pat McAfee and uh, a, a guy who's probably going to be the biggest star in the company at some point named Austin Theory. Uh, match was good, but it led to Vince McMahon coming in, taking off his suit coat and ripping off his shirt. And he had like, you know, he, at, he's 76 years old and he still ripped to shreds. Um, and they wrestled a match, Matt McAfee and uh, McMahon. McMahon won. And then while McMahon and Theory were celebrating glass shattered, Austin came out to confront Vince one more time. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen the clips of it, but Vince McMahon took undoubtedly the worst Stone Cold Stunner in history. Oh, um, really? Yeah, you should find it. It's real. 
it's real bad. Like he, I think he was like so preoccupied with not taking a bad one that when Austin kicked him in the gut, he started going down like he was being stunnered. So then he had to like, he had to like get himself back up and then he started falling backwards into the rope. So Austin had to like chase after him to actually grab him and stun him. And that stunner was, it was, you should see it. It's hilariously bad. Um, but it's <laughs> so much, so much Stone Cold stuff over the weekend, and then the main event was uh, they unified their two titles, which is the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, and uh, Roman, who is really like the guy in that company, he won the match. He unified the titles. He has not been pinned since uh, summer of 2019, and. Uh, He's been champion now for just under 600 days. So, yeah, he's he's a big deal. Um, I, I mean, it's if you have Peacock and you're a wrestling fan, like I don't watch the WWE. I'm I watch AEW. AEW airs every Wednesday night, uh, and I'm pretty fanatical about AEW. That's where all my favorite wrestlers are. Uh, I don't watch WWE, but I thought these WrestleManias both nights were just excellent and a whole lot of fun so if you have peacock and like about 10 hours of your life to spare they're uh <laughs> they're worth they're worth watching but um you know like that's that's it like you, you, obviously video gaming podcast i just think like wrestlemania is such a global phenomenon it's worth touching on but if you're a stone cold fan like you you should do yourself a favor and watch that match so that's my brief wrestlemania recap and my last little bit about that is I didn't know they changed it to two nights. That's why I guess I figured that was it. Um, so that is awesome. They did that because I always felt like it was short. I'd be like, damn it, we're squeezing too much shit in, you know? Pause. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do. Um, they've been doing two nights since 2020. I mean, the first year they were doing two nights was the year that it ended up being COVID and they did an entire WrestleMania weekend with no crowd. Um, in like a little like where they train wrestlers. It was the weirdest WrestleMania. And then last year was two nights in Florida. And I think this year was two nights in Dallas and next year is two nights in LA. So I think two nights is probably the way to go because they just have so many wrestlers and so many championships that they have enough to spread out over two nights anyways. Um, right. But it's like a big commitment because like if you're an old school fan, you almost owe it to yourself to watch the Hall of Fame. And that's that was like uh, three hours on Friday night. And then and then Saturday and Sunday were both four hours about. So you're, it's like 11 hours over three days if you watch all of it. But uh, it was great. Like, again, if you have Peacock and you like, you know, you like wrestling or even have that, that old school like they they catered to everybody that this weekend. <laughs> Dude, I'm hyped. So, uh, what? Uh, I guess we can move on to the news. What news do we have? So, if you're a person, uh, which should be everybody, but it's probably not everybody. What the fuck? It's like super windy outside here all of a sudden. Something blew over. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if you're uh, a fan of like RPGs or Atlas or Sega, which I don't really equate Sega with RPGs, but like there's like a good, awesome Sega slash Atlas sale 
for Nintendo Switch and for the 3DS, which uh, I didn't realize this. I don't know if I even mentioned it to you, but like a lot of these 3DS games that were like Atlas are now selling, uh, and Sega, but they're now selling for 19 regular price anyway. Uh, I didn't even know Persona, that. me neither. Persona Q, uh, Persona Q2 is 19.99 now, like stock. Um, and then also Radiant Historia is 19.99 stock as well. But the sale brings those games down to like 7.99. I think Persona Q1 is 7.99. Q2 is 9.99. Like Radiant Historia is like 7 or 8.99. It's something ridiculous. And then Rhythm Thief, which is not a big game at all, but is a really good rhythm game for people that uh, love rhythm games. And I fucking had it. I didn't even know I ever had it. I forgot I had it. I, I don't know <laughs> why. I don't. I probably bought it thinking I'm gonna go back to that after this game, and I just never did. And it lives on my 3DS and died, kind of. But um, that Rhythm Thief is 7.99. So uh, I know we're just gonna always keep plugging. I guess the 3DS, but this is like. This is the t- this is kind of like what I always wanted, like a, it's a console going out of style, but like a developer is like pretty much giving the games away. Like these prices are insane, dude. And then, not to mention like the Simagami, all the Simagami series except for the latest, the fifth one, but all the ones on 3DS and I think even the little stuff that's come out on the Switch is like really cheap. But the 3DS stuff is like seven ninety nine. Or nine ninety nine. It's like dumb, dumb cheap. So I would it's, suggest it's, like um, doing it. It's yeah. I I had told you last week or the week before that it's probably been a couple like years since I've been on the three DS eShop, but uh, I have checked eBay regularly for the last couple months to try to find a copy of Radiant Historia because I had this, you know, the the physical. Uh, like the remake on, on 3DS. I still have the original, the DS Radiant Historia, but um, I traded it in after I beat it. And that game goes for like a hundred bucks on eBay. So I probably after we finish recording this, I'm actually going to go on and buy that and download it to my 3DS just to have it. I won't play it anytime soon, but I'm not going to miss the opportunity to get it for like eight bucks. So I think this sale is worth checking out and it's, it's especially worth checking out because you know, like the, the lifespan of the eShop on 3ds is coming to an end. So like, if you could get right. these games in your library, now is the time. Uh, another, another series that should be mentioned, uh, Etrian Odyssey, which are not usually games. Like I tried to play one and like, Dude, I just got fucking like I don't know like it gets it's hard pause and it's like I kept thinking like the more I will grind like the better it would get like no like it it is a hard ass game through and through and um, I don't know but those games are really cheap as well like nine or seven dollars so uh, and I we've probably mentioned it several times but Ready Historia is like a must play RPG if you're like a 3ds yeah. RPG person so. That's a still of a game. Yeah, I, I that game is like I said, that one I will make an exception for and charge up my 3DS and download it this evening, probably. Yeah, I'm really close to doing that as well because it's still in my it's still in my memory of like I remember the story and all that stuff, but I'm worried that if I don't do this, I'll like you're saying it's like hundred dollars now. It'll be like three hundred whenever it's gone. Yeah. And 
I highly doubt this is gonna ever be made like remastered. Like I it's a good game, but I don't see Atlas like spending time to remaster this game. Yeah, it'd be cool if they did, but I don't think they would. Yeah, I agree. Uh another thing is PS Plus updated to Game Pass essentially. <laughs> um it says you can play PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games with no Vita games, which uh, I know people were kind of like the Vita community on Twitter or whatever I mess with. They were freaking out. I was whatever about it. Like, it'd be cool to have some Vita games like that, but also Vita has touch. And, like, just how the fuck do you incorporate that is impossible, yeah. I think. Yeah, I... It, I, I don't see how I'm not bothered by the Vita thing. I have a hacked one, so I can download all that stuff anyways. But I agree, like the touch screen makes it nearly impossible. But like you may know better than me. I don't have it in front of me. Like there's different tiers, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's different tiers payment plans i know like the most expensive one ends up being like 15 bucks a month or something like that which is 180 dollars a year here's the thing like comparing um game pass to this playstation thing i don't have a playstation anymore i'm not going to get one i'm not i'm not in on this but uh, i know from listening to another podcast and doing my due diligence this does not include any day one stuff at all um and with that in mind, like I still think it falls very short of Game Pass. Um, because Game Pass, you're gonna get the Microsoft Studios day one stuff. Um I read the the, the press the... release. I, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's right. All the studios that, that Microsoft has bought too. Um right. th- this is how I felt about this. Like Sony had to show up. Like, obviously, something like this was going to happen and they were going to unveil some sort of subscription service because, like, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now are just not going to cut it. We know when Game Pass is out there. Uh, I do not think that Sony showed up. Like, I think this is great. Like, I think if you have a PlayStation and you want to play that back catalog and they're, you know, you can you can stream them over the cloud or you can download them and do whatever you want. But no day one stuff and it being the same price as game pass like thumbs down for me um you know like you know for a fact this is sony sony operates a lot differently than microsoft in a whole lot of ways not just in the video game world but like sony's really militant about their software and about their technology um you know and the fact that like let's say two years from now like a new horizon game comes out like you're gonna be paying 70 bucks for that still and like on game pass like if it's a microsoft game like the next fallout or something you have to assume that's probably gonna drop on game pass day one so i just think that like microsoft is far more gamer friendly than this sony thing is going to be like this sony thing is still about making money i mean game pass is obviously about making money but it's also about bringing people over to the platform and like if i walked into a best buy today and saw a, an xbox series s which we both have or a ps5 like i would buy the series s for game pass um you know and looking i mean there's a lot of stuff i'd love to play on playstation but i feel like my intelligence is being questioned a little bit with no day one releases so 
I don't know. I don't think Sony showed up. Like, I think it's it's great that they're doing it because what they were offering while, you know, the last few months while Game Pass has been absolutely killing it was kind of embarrassing. But I just don't think they showed up enough where, you know, it's going to sway people over to them instead. Yeah, like, I was, I think I told you the same thing. Like, um, it would, like, I left pretty much my PS4 because of Game Pass. I was like, why am I not, why am I not on that? that console over and that risk but now like when i see this i'm like mm, nope i i know and so the people that i've seen that have countered this whatever they're like well the game pass games are trash it's like uh it's uh they say like they don't like racing like which is forza and they don't like halo which is like first person shooter or whatever you know um and then the other people have said that they didn't like uh i forget like bethesda games so right. they were like, they were like, the day one thing is null and void, but it's like, dude, like we just got indies day one, like uh, that weird West yep. game came out day yep. one, and it's been it's been plenty before that day one. I just can't remember. Well, and I can understand, like, I can understand people being like, I'm not into Forza and I'm not into this or that. There's still something like for everyone, like fucking the new uh, MLB game that's on Game Pass day one. Madden, That's game, you know, day one. Like I, you know, MLB 22 is out now. And if you want it on Switch, you're dropping sixty bucks. If you want it on on PlayStation, you're dropping sixty bucks. If you want it on Xbox, just fucking download it. It's part of your your Game Pass. You know, like you look through Game Pass. Like I, you know, if if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Uh, I mean, if you're not going to play Halo or Gears of War or you know Forza or all any number of things then sure it's probably not for you but i just i find it hard to believe that more more often than not game pass is going to be for more people i think uh, i mean for someone like me i had that my playstation for years and years and years and didn't have an xbox because i was like oh, i'm not a, i'm not an xbox dude now like i'm i'm you know getting ready to start gears of war 5 because i've played through the first four of them and didn't didn't cost me anything so you know, I mean, different strokes for different folks. But for me personally, I saw the press release and I was like, that's cool. But like, that's about all I think about it. Like, I don't I don't think it's you know, I think it's it's a step in the right direction. But I thought it fall really short of what it could have been. Right. And I think even the premium price is $17.99. And I'm pretty sure what is I think I'm paying $14.99 for Game Pass Ultimate. Is it 14 yep. or 19 it's 14 it's 15 bucks a month yeah so it's like you're getting all that for 15 and for 17.99 you're getting i was honestly shocked that like something like horizon wouldn't be day one for that service because that's like the reason people want to play sony games is for those big games and if you if you could have got that as day one like god of war if you could promise people right now god of war day one and all you gotta do is press download like a week and then we can advance you download it and it's ready to go like what are you doing and so i could see them re re uh redoing this a little bit i think because it uh, just I knowing, like just knowing sony the way that i do i don't i don't see it man like sony is unapologetic about how they i mean look how long it took for to get them to agree to do cross play 
You know, like they don't care about, they don't care about gamers. They just care about like cha-ching and they have their hands in so many different honey pots. You know, like Microsoft isn't making TVs and monitors and I mean, they are making monitors and stuff, but not the way that Sony's got everything. Um, Yeah. I, you know, I ultimately like, we'll see, obviously it's a work in progress and we'll see what happens, you know, when, when it, when it launches and people are using it, but I'm good with my game pass personally same like um you know i think it's like you're saying i think it's a great step in in the right direction i think having the ps1 and the two games like and three i guess uh like legacy like that is awesome like i was always kind of worried about that because for the longest time ps1 games were like i think literally on only a ps3 store which was dying and then the vita store which was dying and i was like where do these ps1 games go so that was a good a good thing that they added it to that it's uh, definitely good from a legacy standpoint but you know uh, that's not enough for me yeah like no one's gonna i'm not gonna i wouldn't buy that service and be like let's start playing final fantasy 6 again or i don't know i don't think it was even on there i don't i don't think those well, are on there let's look at it also from a from a, a different perspective like what if you Let's say you, you and I, we both have Switches, and you and I, we both have Xboxes, and neither one of us has a PS5. You still have an operational PS4, but let's say we both had PS5s. Now imagine what your yearly cost in subscriptions is then. It's over 400 bucks a year. Right. Uh, you know, like Nintendo Switch Online, depending on what plan you have. You know, if, let's, if you have a family plan, it's 80. I think it's like 60 or something for the year. Otherwise... Uh, you know, a Game Pass ends up being $180 a year. This Stony, Sony thing ends up being $180 a year. So you're looking at, you know, 420, 440 bucks. Um, that's, I'm not doing that. You know, I, I'm glad I don't have a PlayStation because I'm positive that I would sign up for this. Um, Me too. <laughs> because there's stuff that I want to play. But, you know, my PlayStation 4 hasn't worked since January of 2020. Um, you know, and, and, t- when I, I've, ne- I've never seen a PlayStation 5 in stores. I've seen Xboxes and I've been able to buy one. So I'm good. Like, I'm good with where I'm at. Like, I'm glad for for the gaming community. And I think it's a, you know, it's awesome. And it's a step in the right direction. But it's just for me, it's like, oh, all right, cool. Like, let me know how that goes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, and that's another thing. Like, people can't even fi- find PS5 still. So it's like, you have to find one and then get the service that is kind of lackluster in my opinion but you know if you're a Sony person i get why you're the hype i get it so uh, i got i got another news thing that i i or unless you're still got something about this real quick when i said when i said uh, it incorporates touch i meant the back touch especially you know like people forget about that back touch on the vita yeah, and there was a bunch of games that used that, even if it was a small thing. Um, I don't know how you would ever incorporate that. So no, you I kind of, I kind of understood. Yeah, I kind of understood when they said no Vita. And I was like, ah, it sucks for Vita people, but I mean, like, come on, like, really, it's like Persona Four Golden is like the big one that everyone talks about. Everything else is kind of like, yeah, it's probably on, it's probably already on position somewhere. Yeah, well, and like with Persona Four. Golden, like I, I truly believe, like if you have a switch, you'll have it eventually. Yeah, that's that has to come. Pause. Yeah. 
<laughs> so another another quick news thing that you and I haven't even really talked about, except we sent a message about it, but it's still worth talking about, is that Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed until 2023. Um last week in like kind of a, an announcement uh I, I think it's safe to say like neither one of us were really too bothered by this i do think you know, there's a lot of people that i've seen in podcasts and, and stuff like that and reading articles that are like up in arms about how it was supposed to be like the big release for nintendo for 2022 or 20 yeah 2022 you know the first thing that i thought and they talked about this on nintendo dads but like remember when they announced breath of the wild it got delayed and look what we delayed, ended up like, with. For, forever dude Five years. It was delayed over the course of five years before it finally came out. You know, that was supposed to be a Wii U game. I mean, it still was, but it was right. it, before before we were even talking about the NX, before like Switch was announced, that was a Wii U game. Um, I'm not bothered by this. Like, I would rather them take their time and figure it out and release it when they're ready than be like, you know, oh, we're not getting it this year. Nah, but you're getting plenty of other stuff. You'll be okay. But but I mean, it was still noteworthy because like people kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And now it's April and we finally got an update. It's like, all right, well, you know, sometime next year. But I don't think either one of us was, you know, personally all that impacted by that news. No, like I always say, whenever people freak out on Twitter or wherever about this stuff, I'm like, dude, we all have a backlog that is insane. Like I can 100% guarantee you that we all have a backlog that's crazy. And Zelda being delayed is not gonna like impact uh, you know people's fun or something like that because it's just like it's it's too much shit to play already and like you're saying dude like when whenever I heard that that to me felt like the game wasn't good enough for Nintendo which I always think is a good thing because I feel like I feel like yeah. Nintendo critiques themselves pretty well and they probably noticed something that I bet you some game came out or something like that. And they're like, shit, this is kind of like that. We should do this or something. I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but you know, I, I bet you they noticed something and I bet you it's probably the right decision right now. It's yeah. like right now it's easy for us to be like, or us, but like the majority of folks to freak out. But um, like, dude, remember those last little trailers they showed us? Like they did nothing for me. And, no, no. Yeah, so I really hope that like whatever they're building is great and something not just like a pretty much a standard Breath of the Wild two, mm-hmm. like literally Breath of the Wild two. Like I hope it is something transformative. So I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I am too. I just thought you know we should at least mention it. Um, is there anything else that we had for news? Nothing else. That I wrote in my little notes here for news. All right, then I think we're we're probably good on that. So, what is next? I had um. So I guess your games that you were playing are kind of mentioned already. Was it? Oh, I got you talked one. about Rune Factory. No, I haven't. Oh, we right. talked about Oops. Rune Factory well, on spoilers. the pre-show. <laughs> 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 So that's that's my that's my game that I've been playing. I, I I bought I've been playing Rune Factory Five. I got the the Earth Earth Founder Earthlanders whatever the there was a special edition. I got like art cards and a soundtrack and everything because I'm that guy that has to buy the special edition. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to touch on it very much. If you played Rune Factory Four, 
then you 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 probably could skip this one. Honestly, there's some wonky camera me mechanics. I have not experienced the uh, frame rate issue or lag that other people have, but really, like it it's it it is what it is. Like it's a farming sim with RPG elements and relationship building and dungeon exploring. Um, I am really into it. I think it's great, but like four was probably better. Um, it's not a must have. You know, it, it's kind of like that genre, I think, at this point is almost a little overdone. You know, like in the last year, we got um, Harvest Moon, One World, the uh, Pioneers of Olive Town, I think is what it was called. And now this, like, there's a lot of farming sims out there. I mean, this adds a lot more than those two games have, because those two games are not what they're they're straight farming simulators. Uh, and this definitely has more of an RPG. There's, you know, dungeons and, and enemies and stuff. But um, if you if you've played four and you're itching for it, this is a pretty good game. I mean, you have to really commit to it because it, it's slow in the beginning. But uh, I think overall, like six out of ten, you know, maybe maybe six and a half out of ten, like not. I would say it's good, not great. Um, but outside of that man like i the, since we last uh recorded like it's been rune factory 5 that that you know my my go to for for forever battlefield 1 and like i i've been hitting the wild rift pretty hard but i mean we've pretty much talked battlefield 1 and wild rift into the ground at this point i know you've been playing wild rift too i mean new new uh season started so it's a new what do they call it what's the pass called wild, wild pass, pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, um, I mean, I, that game is like, I have a love hate with, with Wild Rift. Um, I, I don't Sorry. have any complaints anymore about it being unbalanced. Like, I still think there's matches where I just feel like I just cannot do shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I spent a couple of weeks really hitting like the jungle position a lot more. And that was my shit for a little while. Now I've switched back to like duo is, is the way to go. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I play a couple of match matches every single day just to try to keep it fresh and try to take, try different strategies. And I don't really switch up my characters too much. It's pretty, I'm pretty much a Olaf and, uh, Jinx type of guy. Um, but that's it, man. I, I, I played Rune Factory a lot in the last two weeks. I mean, next up for me is, uh, I bought the, uh, the Lego star Wars Skywalker saga today. As soon as we finish recording, I'm probably going to honestly, I'll probably hit a couple matches of wild rift and then get into Lego star Wars. So that I expect Lego star Wars to carry me through probably until the next episode, because it's, it's all nine films. Um, yeah, know, that's it for me. Do they know how long those are? Uh, like each story or whatever chapter. I haven't looked up like I I don't I don't know if there's a how long to beat for it yet because it's so fresh. I mean I know a friend of mine who got that works on a podcast. He got like a review copy and he finished the first three episodes, uh, in like a week or like a couple days or whatever. But he didn't I didn't see how long it actually took. I also right. think that that depends on you know how much. You know, like Lego Lego games are based on like how much a percentage you find of all the the chips and the secrets and the characters and everything. So that that could impact it a lot. Um, I mean, I'll let you know. I mean, I, I I figure once I play through episode one, that should give me a general idea of about how much each episode is going to take time wise. Yeah. Um, so I'll just take 
that number and multiply it by nine. Uh, I would guess just because Lego games seem to be this way, that it's going to be somewhere between the 30 and 40 hour mark. That would just be a guess, Um, which is good with me. I mean, that's kind of long for one of these games because they get kind of redundant after a while. But I think for me, like Star Wars is going to keep me all the way in to just be able to play through the entire saga. Um, I'm I'm ready. That's that's kind of what I was thinking, but I thought it would be a interesting way to swap like to make the game feel fresh because you have like you can play as Han Solo and then you can play as you know Ray or some shit like you could you could change I I would assume you're changing like you know your play styles between the characters so I think it could be kind of fun like I I haven't ever cared about Lego until you said this like a few weeks ago and I was just like maybe I'll fuck around with this game yeah and then I saw the aesthetic and the aesthetic of it looks really cool. It looks like the movies. So I was like, damn it. So this is, um, there's a website that I'm looking at that is, uh, it's actually a subsidiary of USA Today that says, our estimate for the average Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga playthrough is 18 to 27 hours. That's that's fine. So it says, with players avoiding exploration, seeing the shorter end of that estimate. So that means if you really did a decent amount of exploring, you're still looking at maybe just around that 30-hour mark, maybe a little less. Dude, that's ideal, because that means that each each movie or whatever you know episode is moving by relatively quickly. And when you're talking about, like, you know, the characters are going to be switching up and there's a lot of DLC. There's only two DLC packs available right now. They're like $2.99 a piece. One of them is the Mandalorian and the other one I can't remember. But in the next couple of weeks, they're released and it's just like characters that you can unlock to play as. But in the next couple of weeks, they're doing like the Bad Batch, which I'm going to buy because I, I love that show. Um and, you know, I think they've got all sorts of other ones. So there's going to be a lot of DLC that's basically just characters. I think they said it's like over 400 characters in this game. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm not going to, you know, I, I feel like this is the type of game that I'm going to play and I'm going to be super into. And when I beat it, I'm not going to care about DLC because I'm not going back through it again. Mm-hmm. Me too. So I'll, I'll keep it forever because I, as I, I sent a picture to Phoenix, like I got the steel book and the steel book looks like, uh, Lego Han Solo Frozen and Carbonite, which I, we both kind of thought was pretty, pretty great. But, you know, I, I'll play through each one. I'll beat it. I sure I'm sure my exploration is going to be on the lower end. So I probably may be even looking at more like 20 hours instead of 30. And honestly, like with all these games that I'm looking at that are like 50, 60, 70 hours, like 20 sounds and, and it's Lego. So, you know, it's not like it's it's they're they're not hard. Um, right that sounds like just the right amount of time to just kind of like veg out and play something that I'll, I'll be able to get into because I'm such a star Wars nerd. Yeah, this is, um, I mean, like, like I was telling you, I am probably like, uh, I don't need to do this, but I'm, I'm close to like go to the store and being a stupid ass, but, um, hopefully not. Cause I have, uh, you know, I have that. What's it called? I have a triangle strategy, which I, I've beaten, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But it's like that game is literally going to sit there. I'm never going to play that again. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> Here we go with this trade in shit again. <laughs> so, what uh, what have you been playing the last uh, couple weeks? 
so yeah, I was going to talk about that. Uh, since I mentioned it, I guess I have finished triangle strategy and it took me exactly, well, not exactly, but it was like 43 hours to complete. And I looked it up for people that might be wondering if anyone cares, 17 through 20 chapters, depending on your choices. So my choices led me to 20. Of course, I got the longest <laughs> path. <laughs> and um, it, it, to be honest, I don't think I ever told you this. It ended, it was really like, I would say towards the end, the last five hours were kind of epic paths. Like uh, the choices were really tough. Uh, towards the end, you can, like things come to a brink and I'm not going to spoil anything, but you basically have three choices. Like towards the end, you start getting three choices. And then one of those choices will pretty much make you lose a character because they're they're fed up or they're angry with you, you know? Um, and that was really cool. Like, it basically, it basically, like, made you, like, no, I want to stick my convictions. Like, I actually think this is what's right. And this guy is wrong or this girl is wrong. And it would make you make that choice. And it's tough because by that point in the game, everyone is powerful. And you're like, damn, I don't want to lose this person, but you know, you gotta make a choice. And I think I thought that was really well done, but I will say my story end at least. I looked this shit up too. You know I hate this shit. Apparently there's like a golden ending, which is like the real, real, real ending, and that's like you have to make these certain paths to get to this point. Um, but anyway, the ending that I got was really epic. I pretty much did what I thought was the best route and I felt good about it, but my ending was very lackluster. It was like, you did the thing and you got to the place and there you go. Like, Finn, I think at the end of it, it put like Finn in cursive. Like, you know, and I was just like, this is the end. That's it. Like, I thought it would be like some kind of epic, you know, story. You know, that woman that talks like, the story goes like this and I'm talking epic. You know, <laughs> I, I thought that person would kind of lead us out to like some kind of story thing, but no, it ended very. I mean, it ended in I felt good about the ending, but it just like you know, like it felt like it wasn't wrapped up nice. I guess that's what I'm saying. It felt like it wasn't like a nice bow. It was just kind of like there goes the end, and so to me, it feels like a game that wants you to play all the endings to get the full you know, whatever could happen, and that's just not me. Like, it's only 43 hours to get to this point. I'm not going to go back and play 30 hours or 35 or 40 again. Fuck that. Right. <clears throat> so, I still say it's 8 out of 10, but I really do I really do believe that story the story thing towards the end, like, like I'm telling you, like, once things start to build and you get characters that are actually strong and all that stuff, that was really cool. I really hope they do that in another game. Um, with probably a like hopefully a better story like i i, I really do love that decision thing because um it it kind of it kind of gives real weight to the situation more than other games for some reason i don't know i just i feel like it was strong to do that I've... and so my other game that i randomly have kind of been wanting and i talked about to you about it uh xenoblade chronicles definitive edition <laughs> uh, because I played this game on 3DS back in the day, and the new 3DS, because it's the only one that can run it allegedly. And uh, I would say this is like the way to play the game, dude. Like, um, 
I know you played it, and I think the the menus and all that stuff for this game are like far better. Um, I'm trying to think what else is the. Do you remember like any big things that were changes? I didn't notice that many changes. Um, but honestly, like I played the 3DS version back when it came out, which was a number of years ago. And played the Switch version, which has also been like uh, at least like two or three years. Um, So or something like that. Uh, I mean, I definitely remember liking the Switch version more. But honestly, and this is this is not going to be the same reason that you like it better. But like I liked putting it up on my fucking 50 inch 4K TV um, and like seeing the world that way. I don't, the menus are definitely vastly improved. Um, the game, that game on, on 3DS was kind of convoluted. Um, yes. You know, and, and they, they erased some of that, but yeah, uh, I can't, nothing comes immediately to mind as being massively different. The biggest thing that I would say that has been the greatest thing, but also I would say what it went further with is the auto walk. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Does the 3DS version have auto walk? Do you remember? I, I don't think it I, did. I'm not entirely sure. Like it all blends together for me at this point, so it's hard for me to say what's what. Right. Uh, I can't remember if 3DS one had it or not. But dude, it was seeing this now, like with the auto walk. Uh, I I'm telling you, I stopped playing this game back in the day, half because of the Manalo, I'm having, like, when I got to a part where I'm fighting a lot of the Mechon, the robots, I remember stopping because I was so tired of having that every battle initiate the enchant so that my people could actually do damage to the robots. That was annoying to me. And then um, the walking. Like, the game is great. It's huge. It feels really bigger than it should be for, like, this kind of era of the game or era of gaming. But, like, man, there were so many times when my 3DS, I just sat there holding the forward position on that, uh, on that, you know, analog stick or whatever. And I was just like, I hate this. Like, I love this game, but I hate. And that's weird for me because I'm kind of patient. But, like, there was just some hallways and just stuff like that where, like, they just made you walk for kind of no reason. And um, they put auto walk in this game, which... Makes it a lot better. You still have to pretty much sit there and wait for your character to get there, but at least you're not holding the button. You pretty much just aim and then, all right, walk for like 10 seconds, and then, all right, aim again, walk for 20 seconds. It's kind of annoying still, but way better. Uh, but yeah. the story the story and the combat, dude, are like, holy shit. I forgot how good this game was. Um, I've been playing on casual just so I can smash through the story faster and get back to where I pretty much stop playing it which was like halfway through the game i think but um i'm excited to i mean i love the answer i can't put it down honestly when i have a chance to play it and um i'm excited to uh to finish it and i think i actually hold on to this physical because i feel like this is one that i would pass on to someone that i I recommended to or whatever you know i still have it i still have it in physical matter of fact just from a a collecting standpoint i kind of wish that i had uh xenoblade chronicles 2 in physical because that's a digital for me 
um not enough to double dip on it but yeah i have i have the definitive edition of uh xenoblade in physical also yeah and chronicles is one that i bought i bought physical and i just i traded it in because i was just like i'm never gonna play it again which i probably won't i still remember the game really well but i do kind of same way i'm like i wish i had that now i wish i kept that but i probably got like 20 dollars off some other game and it was fine at the time yeah um so the other game i'll just quickly mention uh this is hell and not been game because it's like two of like literally the least favorite shit ben likes but um <laughs> it's shovel knight pocket dungeon uh which is a puzzle based roguelike <laughs> yeah uh, yeah ben's like all over this one <laughs> The uh, the game is like uh, not, it's not like Bejeweled, but it's kind of like that where you have stuff coming down and you have to quickly deal with it, and you have to figure out a way to deal with you know another set, another set, and it kind of keeps going. It introduces really cool elements like um, you know boss fights in the middle of all this stuff happening, and having to manage all that is really fun. It's kind of chaotic, um, and it feels like Shovel Knight and it actually works really well as a roguelike because you know you're unlocking items that help you out, you get stronger, and you unlock new characters, and those characters literally change the game. Like it makes the game like fresh again. Uh, you start unlocking other knights from the other games, like Plague Knight and uh, just all the knights you can think of from the from the other series. So I think it's incorporated really well. I think it's really great. I would honestly give this game like a nine out of ten. If you're like a puzzle-based roguelike person, um, so I I would say pick it up. It's I think it's best for like a game that you like. You know, you're tired of you're not tired of, but you just kind of want to break from like whatever game you're playing mainly, and you just jump into like this little game for like an hour. Like it's this is a great game for that. Like you can just pop in and for a few matches or whatever, and come back out and go back to your other stuff or or life, which probably is better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I I have, I have played through uh none of that game and I looked it up very briefly and was like, nope, that's not for me, so I'll just wait for the podcast to hear a review. Yeah, it's uh if 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 I'm going to uh recommend this to Ben, I would say it's a 1 out of 10 for Ben. Uh, <laughs> This would be for everyone that is a puzzle based slash roguelike person. Uh, it's a nine out of ten. That's great, but not a Ben game. <laughs> Which is okay. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not for me that I understand a lot of people love. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I'm sure everyone's like, oh, this fucking guy with the roguelikes. Here we go with it. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, dude, one last thing that I keep having to forget. We have to get on that pause whenever it comes on sale. The, uh, that Borderlands, uh, Tiny oh, Tina. Yeah. I, I keep seeing gameplay of that. I'm just like, that's so, it's so good. But, you know, what we need too much to play. It's, yeah, it's, it's too many things. Like, first off, um, 
a friend of mine has it. He's been playing it and he has told me straight up that like the content of the game and everything, like it's a premium $60 game. And maybe it's just cause I played the uh, DLC version of the other tiny Tina game and it was only 15 bucks. So 60 yeah. is tough for me to stomach. So I'm not going to talk about the price. I'm going to trust my friend, but for you, I, you know, for you and I to play through it first, we would need a sale. And, and second, we would need you to get like designated time with the Xbox. That's what I've been waiting for. Like I, I have to get done with traveling, which hopefully is, I think the month of July, I'm totally off like the whole month. So I'm like, I need to find a game and hopefully that's by then gonna, it'll be a sale. I was going to say that's the month right now. Remote players, Nerdcast, we need to like uh, set it aside. We need two things. We need a month where Phoenix doesn't work so that we can play. And then we need to do like a GoFundMe to get Phoenix a second TV. <laughs> Right, and then also uh, go for me for my hospital injuries because Sarah would not tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so second, go fund me for Phoenix's medical bills, please and thank you. <laughs> but uh, I think that's it, unless you have any more stuff to uh, discuss on the remote players nerdcast. No, nah, I'm trying to think just because. You know, we got our new format. This is the second episode of it. I think it's working for us because we're not going as long. And, uh, you know, we are uh, always open to feedback, especially from the uh, Serbian listeners and uh, and Brazil uh, and Germany, I think. was another Germany place. now. Yeah. Yeah. So Germany is uh, like 8 percent <laughs> now. We're like we're killing uh, it in Germany. We're, we're worldwide. Oh, dude, I don't know if that's the phrase you want to use. But um. Go back that one up a little bit. No killing it in Germany, please and thank you. Y'all yeah. <laughs> have done enough of that. Um, enough. <laughs> no, I think uh, you know, I'm just thinking like between now and the next episode, I think Star Wars is gonna be it for me. Like, what do you have? I mean, you're doing Xenoblade now but is there anything that comes to mind that like you think you'll beat like that that is next up hmm. i kind of mentioned earlier like i think for sure for sure for sure is where it ends with you just because right i don't like i don't like borrowing people's games especially something that like you know whitney's cool but um it's a you know it's like a premium game now i'm like i don't want to just have it around the house with random kids which are my kids yeah not random <laughs> yeah i'm glad that you clarified that one right now before we get some sort of like police call like one of these hosts yeah. this podcast got random kids in his house and random kids um but then uh i'll probably do world ends because i've i've been dying to play that and then uh links awakening which they're i feel like they're all small right like world ends with you is the first one is small i feel like shorter yeah i don't remember the exact play time on it it's like 20 hours or something like that. that's not super long you know i mean it's weird too because i think that for some people like that like not for the people of this podcast but like think about people don't play games so like um your wife for instance or something like that like 20 hours probably sounds like a lifetime uh oh maybe not yeah. to sarah now because she's like the mario party queen oh yeah but, that's uh, right but um, but in general, like to me, I hear 20 hours and I'm like, oh, I can knock that out in a couple of days. Um, 
you know, now that I'm hearing that this Lego Star Wars thing is probably going to be at around the 20 hour mark for me, I'm like, by the by the time we record next, I'll definitely have that beat because, I mean, I'm going to start that tonight. And, uh, you know, your boy's still not working right now. So I got some time. Um, <laughs> shout out to unemployment for paying for my games. Um, but uh, Biden bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. But uh, but, you know, like playtime wise most of the stuff that we play is more along the, like that triangle like 50 hour mark or more um like i've i've got on my docket like uh my next two games i've got um this lego star wars game and then i grabbed on steam on sale and i never play games wow. on my computer never ever play games on my computer but i bought the uh pixel remaster of final fantasy 6 um wow so because dude like i kept like i keep wanting to try those pixel remasters and my head kept working like but the only way i can play them is if i buy them on my phone and i don't really want to play i've played rpgs i played lots of rpgs on my phone like you know six, 60 hours even but i'm kind of at a place where like that's not my my go-to gaming place for like an RPG. And then it dawned on yeah. me like, Oh, steam, you know, I go buy, go buy it on steam. And I had like a birthday coupon and it knocked 25% off of like 14 99. So that's, that's something I'm going to do is I'm going to do the pixel remaster of final fantasy six, uh, on my, my, uh, my laptop. So those are my next two games to play, but, Outside of that, I don't know. I'm not. I'm trying to keep my blinders on to to games in general and just play some back catalog stuff. Yeah, that's that's my faraway goal uh, to finish Mother Three. I started that game. I'm super into it, and I keep kind of putting it off, even though it literally is everywhere I go because I keep it in my bag, which is uh, my Game Boy Micro, and I don't ever play it, but it's right there every time. So. Someday, yeah. So, so that should be next episode. Is we should be touching on World Ends with You and maybe Link's Awakening if you get to it, and uh, Lego Star Wars and Final Fantasy VI. So we got some stuff on the horizon for sure. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm good. I don't think I have anything else to add for this episode. Me neither, man. I guess we'll see you all probably two weeks ish from then. See slash listen here what do we i guess we'll speak to you all that's what it is yeah there you go that sounds good and you can uh <laughs> not that uh not that we are super active or uh, although i you know i always say like we need to get more active on the instagram but you can find us on instagram at rpncast um i currently am taking a bit of a instagram sabbatical uh so i don't have it i don't have it on my phone or anything like that but uh, I'm going to start uploading more pictures of my gaming stuff to RPNCast. The only other place you can really find me right now, if you want to play like Battlefield or something like that, you can add me on Xbox. Uh, it's just Nuke the Bridge, and I will turn it over to Phoenix for his socials. Yeah, I'm just at Fartsy, P-H-A-R-T-S-Y, on pretty much anything you can think of. Uh, Xbox, I'm Artsy Fartsy, though. And... Uh, Oh yeah, RPN, the RPN website, or wow, the RPN Instagram. I uh, I'm trying to post a little more like every day, just like random stuff. Cause I do pick up random shit every day, 
And I'm like, why don't I just take a picture of this stuff more, you know? Like, so I'm trying to post random stuff too. Um, I mean, no one has to see this pristine thing. They just want to see something cool. So I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better at that as well. It's hard for me to actively have like a, uh, what's it called? Like a Gen Z like mindset where it's just like everything is a fucking thing I need to show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's I, I mean, I tried to do that for a while with my flat cap gaming Instagram and it, it gets to be like kind of like time consuming because then I'm like, is this the right angle? Am I showing it the right way? And I think like with RPN cast, I'm going to start just posting more like maybe even some game clips because, uh, you know, even though Battlefield one's an old game, I get some ridiculous kills in that game. Um, but I we'll love seeing game clips. Like even if a game that I don't play, like all the Elder Ring stuff, I I was seeing a week ago. I was like, this is badass. I don't even know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game I need to play too. That's in my back catalog and towards the front as well. So, but uh, yeah, I think that probably wraps us up for episode twenty six. All right. See you all in two weeks or so. Peace.